It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. Morning. My name's Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. The phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven. W O O D S. No, I'm not doing a whole lot of uh, year in review like a lot of other programs are doing here. And no, I really don't care to sit around and and talk to everybody about New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. There's actual news going on out there. Oh, and I will mention a couple of interesting things that happened in Buffalo, New York, because of this recent winter storm. Hang on. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I'm going to go over real quick to a note I got from Don Dave from Dayweather earlier this morning. I pointed out that in Buffalo, New York area, well, Niagara Falls, first off, froze almost completely over. Now, we don't know of a time that Niagara Falls ever completely froze over. It's too much water volume. Though there have been times where it almost looks like it has. And in talking to Don Day about it, he said, well, it got close in 1911 and also 2011. And this recent cold snap that we had where temperatures dropped fast, well, Niagara Falls almost froze over again. You could go to see Niagara Falls, and in looking at it, you would see, well, first off, it's very quiet. There's still water running through and underneath, but not like before. It's very quiet there. Now, that's not supposed to happen according to the original claims from the cults of climate change. Well, as far as the global warming side, remember, it's global cooling and global warming, then climate change, and then they keep changing the name of the thing. Also, I was watching this morning... This is actually really clever the way they're doing this. The National Guard has been called out in New York. So I was watching video this morning from Buffalo, New York. And they're going around. They have to clean up the streets. Now, a lot of people just got stuck on the streets. Their cars never got a chance to get parked. They were just stuck on the streets. And in some neighborhoods, everybody has to park pretty much on the street anyway as far as parallel parking in front of their houses and so on. Well, if they're going to clear all that snow... They got to move some vehicles. And so there's these big forklifts coming along and picking up vehicles in the snow, right? forklifts with tractor treads on them, and picking up big vehicles from cars to SUVs and so on, just getting underneath the side of them, picking them up and driving them off somewhere and putting them down so they can be out of the way of the machines that are coming through and getting rid of all of the snow. And just plowing the snow out of the way is not enough. They are taking the snow away. 
in truckloads. That's going to take a while, considering how much snow that they have there. Remember, what I always love telling you is snow now is supposed to be a thing of the past because of climate change. That was a prediction that was made and reported by the media, and so it must be true because they said so. And how dare you notice that they predicted something that it's obviously not happening. So that was, I was watching as I was putting all of this program together, I was watching video from Buffalo, New York, as they're going through some extreme measures to move vehicles out of the way so they can get equipment down the road to actually get the snow out of there. And they're going to be digging out for a while from that stuff that's not supposed to be coming down anymore. Now, here in the West, yeah, that's been a lot of snow. In fact, I even watched clear in my neighborhood, big machines going up. I did a post on that. Big machines going up the middle of the road, eating snow and spitting it into waiting trucks as the trucks drive it down to the Platte River and make massive piles that eventually melt into the Platte River. Good use of all of that snow anyway, but that's... And even the snowpack that we have so far is really high. I mean, really high. So this is good news for the few years of drought that we went through, which is something I have explained before, but explained yesterday again, as we go through the La Nina and El Nino, which has to do mostly with cycles of the sun. And so we're now getting into a period of wet weather again. And this is just the beginning of it. There's a lot more to come, but as we get out of a drought pattern and into a wet pattern. It's cycles. It's cyclical. And so now we get into a wet pattern for a while, and we see what happens with that. And if the pattern gets wetter than some people want, that's going to be blamed on human-caused climate change as well. Which, by the way, if we do get a really good amount of snowpack and wet and so on, and our reservoirs get filled back up over the next few years, which could very well likely happen. That could. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to go back and point to those people who we were in a drought cycle for a few years. Again, La Nina, El Nino. We were in that drought cycle for a few years. And, of course, the predictions were coming out. Well, if this continues... They always do that. If this if this continues, then these reservoirs will be completely dry by this time. But it doesn't continue. It goes back and forth. It's a cycle. There's a lot of different kinds of cycle. For those of you who actually follow the science, you know. There's short-term cycles, like the four seasons. There's longer cycles that can take years. There's cycles that can take decades. There's cycles that can take centuries. So that's where we are right now. And watching Buffalo, New York, dig out the way I was watching this morning. And the fact that we have, again, this hasn't happened in a long time. Niagara Falls, while not completely frozen over, has the appearance that it is. That has not happened in a very long time. Time. As Don Day said, the first time we ever saw it was 1911. The next time was 2011. And now after this big storm, that's really an unusual event for something like that to happen. Well, that's just the beginning of this winter. So as far as what the rest of it begins or brings to us, you know, there's predictions that can be made in modeling that's done. But that's one of those things where you really don't know what's going to happen until it happens. 
And so we, we can watch the trends, but nobody really knows until it happens. I guarantee you this, though. Whatever the news media and the politicians predict, it's going to be worst-case scenario because they need your attention, and you need to follow them. That's what they need. They need your attention and your money. That's what this is all about. I had a John morning. He just rolled out of bed. Okay, so what I have coming up next for you here. Once again, China is having problems with the whole COVID thing. Headline, U.S. to require negative COVID tests for travelers from China. The worry here is there's some in governments around the world, including some here in the United States, that would love to go back to what we were doing in 2020. And I honestly think that most of the world is not going to put up with it if they try. I'll explain that next. 615, wake up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite episode? Yeah. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Six eighteen is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, back to the whole COVID thing. Oh, God, here we go again. Well, apparently China's still having problems. In the headline in here, U.S. to require negative COVID tests for travelers from China. An earlier version of this article, the story says, has quotations about variants of coronavirus. James Wood, an infectious disease expert at the University of South Wales, who said, in some sense, whatever, you, whatever took off first is probably going to be dominant there. The article has been revised, okay? And it talks about CDC officials working with China because China's having big outbreaks and deaths and so on. Well, and this and other countries are worried about COVID restrictions and mass restrictions and have talked about... Uh, lockdowns again. And I look at it and I think, I don't really believe that countries around the world are going to put up with this again. And I point to China as one example of this. Despite whatever problems might be having, China might be having with COVID right now. You can see the protests that have erupted. And this is where their own government, to say a communist government goes too far, they always do even tried things like going to apartment buildings and shoving their residents in there and welding the doors shut. They actually did stuff like this. And so there have been violent protests in China over the whole COVID lockdown thing. And here they are trying to do it again. And around the rest of the world, people seem to have had about enough as well, except for the maskers. And the maskers are the people that I see out there still to this day going around wearing masks every, everywhere you go. I mean, I don't care if you're at an airport. God help you if you're at an airport, by the way. Or if you're at a grocery store, there's those people who just continue to wear, no matter what they're doing, no matter where they are. The people you see still driving alone in their vehicles wearing a mask. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for more. There we go. China COVID travel. So this is part of it. China resumes international travel. U.S. to require travelers from China to show negative. And this is from CNN. I wonder who are we 
working with and why. United States will require travelers from China to show a negative COVID test before flying to the country as Beijing's rapid easing of COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, and But even though cases are surging, remember, China tried serious lockdowns. And again, there come the violent protests. The story says passengers flying from the U.S. or, or to the U.S. from China will need to get a test no more than two days before flying, according to federal officials. Tests can be either, they talk about what kind of test. A requirement will apply to both passengers flying directly to the United States, including Hong Kong and, and, and through other routes as well. Passengers who test positive more than 10 days before their flight can provide documentation of their recovery. New rules take effect January 5th. So anyone who's sick before January 5th, just come on in. I always wonder when they make a rule like this, if it's so important, why do they push it back? Well, this is a very important rule and everybody must comply in 10 days. Until then, don't worry about it. Okay, so is it really that important if you're not going to do it immediately? American officials have expressed deep concerns about China's lack of transparency surrounding the most recent surge in cases, the story says, particularly the absence of uh, genome sequencing information that could help detect new strains of the coronavirus. Quote, we all know these measures will not eliminate all risk completely or prevent people who are infected from entering the United States, says federal health officials. Taken together, they will help limit the number of infectious people uh, provided to us and new warnings about variants. U.S. health officials say the January 5th timeline was selected to provide airlines ample time to adjust operations. The officials did not estimate how long they expect these rules to remain in place. Of course, they have no idea. And every time they think they've shut down, then would these people be required from China to wear masks? You got all your shots, but you had it. Now you have to wear a mask. Remember, here in the United States, we had the mask mandate on airlines for quite a while. And then that finally went away. What gets There was a guy, when I traveled a while back to see my family, there was a guy who, and I hate to say it, he got on the airplane with me in Casper, Wyoming. And he was, this is a very small airplane. It's just a, a little hop from Casper to Denver. Short flight. And as if you've flown those airplanes, you know they're not very big. So we're sitting right next to each other. And he's just talking to me as we're getting ready to take off from Wyoming. Plane gets up in the air and he decides it's about a 45 minute flight. He's going to rest for a while. So he tilts his chair back as much as those chairs tilt back, which is what, three quarters of an inch if that? Yeah, that's relaxing. And then he puts his mask up and closes his eyes. And I'm thinking, what is that supposed to do? You've been sitting there talking to me this entire time with your mask down. But now that you're going to close your eyes and nap, you're going to put it up. Okay. Just recently, I saw the president and the first lady, they were talking to the press, and they were both wearing masks. The first lady said something to the press, and it was... And then the president answered a reporter's question, and he took his mask down so he could be understood, answered the question, put the mask back up. I got to ask again, what was the point of that mask? 
Anyway, Japan is requiring individuals from China to be tested for COVID upon arrival. Indian authorities say they have travelers from China, Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong, Thailand have show proof that they're negative. China has started loosening its strict COVID measures after dismantling the country's long-held zero-COVID policy earlier this month. China announced it will end uh, quarantine requirements for international travel as well. Now, it's not to say that China has fewer cases, but I, I do honestly think it's because of the backlash of the people in China that just they were just done with this. And so there was some serious backlash to the point that the Chinese government even decided, fine, we'll end restrictions. But the sudden end of China's uh, stringent health policy, the story says, has caught many in the country off guard and put strains on the health system as it deals with infections. Officials noticed the CDC continues to recommend masking during travel. Now, I, I look at that. And, so the CDC recommends masking during travel. Yet, you can also take a look at what the CDC says about the effectiveness of masks. Which, once again, I have to ask the question, what exactly are we doing here? When we see that especially the paper ones and the cloth ones don't do a whole lot, a little bit, yeah, but not a whole lot, then what are we doing here? What's the point of this? Officials in China uploaded only about 100 new sequences of the disease. Quote, we're concerned about new variants that may actually emerge in China with so many people being infected in a short period of time. Asked if there was concern about uh, data, whether China was being truthful. Well, I would just have to say, of course not. They're China. China's foreign ministry responded Wednesday to reports the U.S. is considering imposing restrictions on travelers from China, urging parties to work together to ensure safe movement of people. Again, there's only so many they can, so, so much they can do. What to me sticks out more than anything else when I talk about something like this is the inconsistencies. More than anything else is the inconsistencies, not just in what countries say, what governments say, as to what was safe yesterday is not so safe today. Information is constantly changing. And so there's no consistency there. But also inconsistencies in the actions that they want us to take. But also, as I pointed out during the height of the COVID thing, what politicians say that they want you to do and then what we see them doing. And that, to me, is probably the most inconsistent thing. What what politicians will say and demand that we do in order to comply. And then we watch them, and they're doing none of it. Well, lead by if you really want to lead, you lead by example, right? Okay. So my main concern with all of this is there's always a time when... Uh, those in government when they've when they've pushed something like this whole i've never seen in my life something like what we went through in 2020 with COVID. they do something like this and they see some success in it as far as control and they want more of it and the concern that they might try to come back with more of it although i really do think this time not just the american people but people around the world including what we've seen from the chinese people just not putting up with it just find a different solution. You think this is a problem? You're going to have to find a different solution because this isn't working and people aren't putting up with it. 
Coming up on 6.30, local news rolling your way. Right after local news update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. Triple eight ninety seven words is the phone numbers. I.D. John says, I've been up for an hour and second cup of coffee. Yeah, I think I got here like a little before 2.30 this morning. I'm coffeeed out by now. Let's wake up my own. Paper or the 5 o'clock news. You need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Six thirty six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Morning Ace. Ace is in Casper, Wyoming. We have John and Gillette. I ate John Granite Canyon. Ace in Casper. Ace says masking is a subtle form of control. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, but... What gets me, though, is the people who will wear them. And we talked about this during the height of the COVID thing. Time that I've, I've seen this several times. People out jogging, way out by themselves. There's nobody around them, and they're wearing a mask. People driving their vehicles alone. I've seen someone wearing a, in this town, wearing a double mask and a face shield while driving alone. Seen her more than once. Yeah, I, I've seen all sorts of bizarre situations. Why? What do you, exactly do you think you're accomplishing with that by wearing that? I've never understood it, and so. But it is interesting to me to see where and when people are doing it. Uh, whatever the reasons, fine. It's their life. It's their problem. They go ahead and do it. But sometimes I do wonder about what exactly do you think the logic of that is? You're wearing a mask under these conditions. You're accomplishing what exactly? And then when they choose to take it off and not wear it, it also doesn't go along with the logic of wearing it in the first place. Like, again, the guy that was on the airplane just chatting with me until he decided to take a nap and he put his mask on and went to sleep. I, I don't understand. What do you think that's supposed to do? I absolutely don't get it. Okay. Uh, I do have... My own personal sales pitch, you know, I do things like I write the occasional book, I do speaking events, and there are certain businesses and products that I have out there on the side, including for those of you who have been wanting to research your family lineage, and then you find yourself being very disappointed. Well, there's a product I have online for you to fix that. I just finished researching my family tree on this internet site. Great. Sounds fun. Well... You don't sound too excited about it. My ancestors were lame. Most were peasants. No one did anything interesting in any of the Great Wars. They were all assigned to cleaning out the latrines and digging graves. No kings or lords in your lineage? I wish. A lot of them spent most of their time in jail, and they weren't even interesting criminals. Look, this guy was hung for trying to steal a dead pig from a homeless man. I wish my family tree didn't suck. Would you like to buy a new one? What? Really? I can do that? Sure. At Recestry.com, we'll erase your old ancestors from history. Birth certificates, evidence of inbreeding with marriage certificates, arrest records, dishonorable discharges from the military, everything. Wow. And I can have a new family lineage? No problem. Recestry.com will invent a whole new family lineage for you. From birth certificates to 
old family photographs? How would you like us to link you to a royal family? Would I ever? And for a little extra, we'll even provide documentation including DNA records. Linking you to a real rich living relative so you can file a claim for paternity or inheritance. Wow, I'm going to be rich. Recestry.com. Because you deserve better than your loser inbred family lineage. See, I came up with this idea a while back because I was listening to one of those Ancestry.com commercials. And I've realized that everybody that I've ever spoken to who's heard about their family history, it's always somebody great. They have somebody great in their lineage. Some lord or a king or some great conqueror. There's always somebody great in their history. But that always, I never ask it, but always makes me want to ask, so what was what happened with you then? All of these great people in your family lineage, and then there's you. Boy, your ancestors must really be disappointed. I mean, it's been all downhill since them. If you're what your family has wound up with. Again, I never say that out loud, but I'm standing there thinking it. Why, if, if your lineage is such great people, then how come you never amounted to anything? I Maybe you want to fix that so you can do something great with your life. That's all on you, by the way. Those great people didn't become great people just by accident. They actually got up, went off, and did great things. So you would have to do that, too. And, of course, they don't want to do that. But, all right. What if, though, you did research your family history? I realize most of us would find out that our family lineage was just boring and sometimes even just pathetic. If that's the case then wouldn't you want, and I'm just trying to fill the marketplace here, wouldn't you want somewhere where you could go to fix your family history, to make it look actually interesting? Now, most of what you read about family histories are just nonsense and lies anyway, distortions, exaggerations over time. Fine. Then let's go ahead and start a company that will go ahead and add to the distortions and lies. Why not? You'd have centuries of it in your family anyway. So why not just fix it from your end? Now, not only can you be somebody great, but from then on, uh, you, your family can be, well, they could brag about you when they look up the lineage sometime later because you provided the paperwork. John and Gillette. Mass are the new marker for human sheep. Yeah, well, I've said before, John, uh, when I go walking down the street, if I see someone whose pants are hanging down below their butt, okay, see, now I've, I've identified stupid people, and I will not communicate with them. So if I see someone walking around wearing a mask, hey, I can't communicate with them anyway. I can't understand what they're saying. So kind of fix that problem. I don't mind muffling what they're saying. I wasn't interested in the first place. 642, wake up Wyoming. This Take a look. Call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, I've noticed as we get closer and closer to the first of the year, there's less and less going on. Well, that's in sports, not so much. Oh yeah, that's pretty busy for, oh. for like this week. Now, the rest of the life, you know, we're, most people are just kind of how would I put that? Just sailing away. Yes, okay. I wasn't talking about life. I didn't want to get that deep. I was talking about the end of 2022. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but you okay. know, normally, normally, you know, the last few days, you're like, well, yeah. I'll just, you know, skate. Yeah. Well, you notice, hey, here at work, the building's pretty empty. 
It's been empty for two weeks. Yes, it has been. Everybody's on vacation, so there's not a whole lot going on anyway. No, it's not. That's not a bad thing, is well, it? Then let me ask you that in sports, because I notice this when I'm covering news. Okay, so the A-team is on vacation for news channels and papers yeah. and so on. And then when we get closer to the Christmas time, New Year, the B-team is on vacation. They have the C-team. Right. And about now, since we're just a couple of days away from the New Year, it's like the D-team is delivering the news. And so not only do they not know what to cover, there's not much going on. They have no idea what to talk about. What about sports? Oh, plenty. Oh, okay. like, I mean, like, like locally, I mean, the Cowboys are in the... Yeah. Arizona Bowl uh, Friday. You know, yeah. there's still men's and women's college basketball. You know, in the NFL with Wyoming Connection still going on. It, it, it does not stop. Oh, it just doesn't. You guys never take a break from all of it, this. It just does not stop. Now, like for us, we are we are the A, the B, the C, and the D teams. Yeah, well, that's all, all you. All of them. Okay. Oh, we, say- we cover all of the alphabet. Yeah, that's okay. But then again, in this building... Frank, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not out on the road this time of year, though. No, no, I have not actually traveled. I'll, I'll start traveling next week. After, okay. After, the, after New Year's, yeah. That's a good thing. All right. So you, you didn't have to put up with a lot of the weather that we had to. Well, no, no, it's, it's been peaceful, to be it's, honest. It's with been you. peaceful. You've been through some good times. You haven't been stuck in a while. No, no, no. But there's, there's always a chance. It'll happen. All right. Men's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowboys opened the Mountain West season with a 58 53 road loss to Fresno State last night. The folks were just scorched by Fresno State in the first half as the Bulldogs led by 13 thanks to shooting 55% from the floor. And then Fresno increased the lead to 18 in the second half. However, the Cowboys made some serious progress in that second half and actually led 51-49 with just over three minutes to go. Fresno regained the lead thanks to a three-pointer with just over a minute to play as UW falls to 5-8 and eight overall. They were led in scoring by Noah Reynolds with 16. Fresno State improves to 5-7 and seven overall and the Cowboys will be at home on Saturday in Larry to meet 22nd rated New Mexico. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will start Mountain West Conference play tonight on the road at UNLV. The Cowgirls are 7-4 and four overall and UNLV is the defending Mountain West Conference regular season champions. They sit at 10-2. and two. That's a 7.30 start tonight from Vegas. Wyoming Cowboy football team working out down in Tucson. They're getting ready for Friday afternoon's Arizona Bowl against Ohio University. Cowboys are 7-5 and five overall, and they'll, they'll be retooling in some respects thanks to players who have left the program for the transfer portal, namely running back Titus Swen and receiver Josh Cobbs. That's a lot of offense that they lose. So we'll see how the, all that all pans out on Friday. Ohio is 9-4 and four on the year and 7-1 and one in MAC play. And UW is a point and a half underdogs in that game. However, the Cowboys are making their fifth bowl appearance in seven years and have won their last four. That's a 2.30 start from Tucson on Friday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In the NFL, Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills with former UW star Josh Allen 12-3 after a 35-13 win over Chicago on Sunday, on Saturday in super cold temperatures. Allen threw a couple of TD passes and threw a couple of interceptions. But a win is a win, especially in less than ideal weather conditions something Allen is used to. Didn't play great, but at the end of the day, we had over 400 yards of offense. I thought our run game did well. Given the conditions that we played into, it's no excuse. Typically, when you get wind and, and the gust, that's probably the hardest part to, to play in is the gust because you don't know when it's going to flare up. You don't know uh, what direction really it's going to go. Uh, but I thought our guys um, did a good job of catching the ball. Bills now have won the AFC East for the third year in a row. They have an intriguing Monday night game at Cincinnati. That's in sports. So, yeah, he doesn't know which way the wind's going to come from. Yeah. However, however, he played in Laramie, Wyoming, so he knows. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was about to say. And because you really don't know, I with this last big windstorm that we had that was rocking the area. Oh. So it started blowing directly at my front door. 
And then I started noticing changes in the sounds around the house. And so since I can see a couple of flags at uh, at the golf course there, the second hole, and I don't know what the other hole is further out, I watched those flags change direction considerably. Isn't that weird? Yeah. To the point it changed so fast, Frank, you could have hit a perfectly good shot, and then the wind would have redirected the shot while it was up there flying. Yeah, probably right back to where you were standing. Probably, or, again, to my front yard. Exactly. Where I have a large collection. Yeah, I know, <laughs> we're waiting for that spring garage sale. Yeah, thank you. No, I'm just going to, you ever seen those big gumball machines with the big gumballs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fill those with golf balls and put it right out there. Okay? For, for, for a dollar. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on, no, I have a large collection of golf balls. Coming up on some national news we have to take care of. Local news right after that. Update on the weather forecast. And then we get into next hour of the program here. A Wyoming sheriff that said no to the feds. Like, just forget it. You'll like this story. 7 o'clock hour. Wake up, Wyoming. I never... Six to time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Thursday, I can see the weekend from here. Long weekend for some of us because New Year Day is Monday. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Real quick, I just thought of a slogan since Southwest Airlines is having so much trouble, and so far today they've just canceled another couple of thousand flights. All of the other airlines, all they have to do for advertising is try not to convince you why they are better to fly and talking about all of the wonderful service and make it a simple ad campaign. Like roll out a bunch of television commercials, Delta, because we're not Southwest. That's all you have to do. And so that I think probably the easiest ad campaign ever, just let people know, look, we're not Southwest, so you'll fly us. Things will be a lot better, trust. Delta. We'll get you there, unlike Southwest. Commercials like that would probably do really well. All right. I had a story all ready to go, but then I just suddenly realized, no, I have to talk about this next. Hang on. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I have coming up for you a little bit later on, story of a Wyoming sheriff that just said no to the feds recently. Ain't doing it. I'll tell you all about that. It's a really important story, but hang up. You've probably heard in the news about this character who is now a New York representative elect anyway, has not been sworn in, George Santos. And he's under investigation, has flat out admitted about lying to his, about his past. While running for office, he lied about everything. His entire resume is garbage. 
what school he went to, what jobs he held. All right, here's the story. U.S. Representative-elect George Santos of New York, under investigation by Long Island prosecutors after revelation surfaced. The now-embattled Republican lied about his heritage, his education, his professional degree, how much money he has, where he got the money from. Despite intensifying doubt about his fitness to hold a federal office, Santos has shown no signs of stepping aside. See, there's got to be a way to fire this guy. If you were an employer and hired somebody and found out that everything on their resume was a lie, you can just fire him, right? What did they do? Nassau County District Attorney, a Republican, said the fabrications and inconsistencies were nothing short of stunning. He pretty much just lied about everything. The residents of Nassau County and other parts of the third district must have had an honest, uh, accountable rep- must have an honest, accountable representative. If a crime was committed in this country, we would prosecute it. He said so. But I look at this and I think, no, he's not wrong in saying that. He's absolutely not wrong in saying any of that. But then again, how many politicians off the top of your head lied to get to where they are? Lied to keep their jobs. Were caught lying while doing their jobs. Lied to the general public pretty much every day. Are caught doing it and the next day will go out and continue to do it. Because there's no consequences. When they lied to the public... They get away with it. How many times have people lied to the public and the media has helped even cover it up? So this is shocking news now? He's he's scheduled to be sworn in next Tuesday. If he assumes office, he could face investigations by the House Committee on Ethics and Justice. Santos suggested he does not plan to step aside. Uh... In Congress, I look forward to working alongside them to fully utilize this amazing resource, yada, yada, yada. Okay, but then again, he's going to be in good company with a bunch of other fools and liars. So why not? Just let him in. I mean, he's just going to fit right in there in Congress, right? The Republican has admitted to lying about having Jewish ancestry, Wall Street pedigree, and college degree. But he has yet to address other lingering questions, including the source of what appears to be a quickly amassed fortune, despite recent financial problems, including evictions and owning thousands of back rent. The fellow Long Island Republican, elect Nick Lalota, I think is how you pronounce his name, said he was troubled by the res- revelations. I have had a full investigation by the House Ethics Committee. If necessary, law enforcement is required. New York Attorney General Office has already said it's looking into issues that might come to light. Spokesperson for the Nassau County DA Office said Wednesday, we're looking into the matter. The scope of the investigation not immediately clear. Again, what do you do here? I don't know New York law at this point. How do you get rid of this guy? But then I look at that and I think if if there's a way, if they're so concerned because they caught this guy in all of these lies, what about Hillary? What about Obama? What about Joe Biden? Yeah, to name a few. Look, it, when I said those names, you probably in your head rattled off a list of a whole bunch of other names that you would like to throw out. Them too. And whatever happens to these people, 
Now, what would have happened if this guy had taken office and had been there for like a decade? And then we found out all of this. Would it have made a difference? Okay, let's go back a little bit and see. Um, Joe Biden. 1988. There is one less candidate in the race for the presidency tonight. Delaware Senator Joseph Biden dropped out of the hunt today, saying the disclosures about his plagiarism in law school and his exaggerations about his academic record made it impossible for him to continue. I do it with incredible reluctance, and it makes me angry. I'm angry with myself for having been put in the position, put myself in the position, of having to make this choice. The Delaware Democrat is the second candidate to be forced from the race by questions of character and integrity. Gary Hart dropped out. Now, you know the whole, for those who do know the Gary Hart story, that was something else, but how long did it take to get rid of Gary Hart, right? So Joe Biden was caught lying way back then, and yet he still remained a senator, ran for president several more several more times, and finally became president of the United States, despite those past lies. The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my in my class to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 823 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. Joe His memory had failed him. No, not, not that he lied. No, no, no. That was a, he didn't just make it all up on the fly there. No, no, his memory failed him. That's how that works. Here. Yeah, okay. Some excuse like that. And yet, despite things like that, which Biden tried running for president several times, and issues like that got him out of the race, yet he was still able to become a senator and then eventually president of the United States. So when I take a look at uh, Congressman-elect George Santos of New York, Long Island, uh, he lied about everything. His entire resume is faked. His fortune, he doesn't have one. He's in debt. The list goes on and on and on about his lies. He has been caught, and there's people asking the question, well, how do we get rid of this guy? That's a great question. You should figure that out, and I hope you do get rid of him. Let's get somebody honest in there. While we're at it, let's talk about the President of the United States and other members of Congress, both House and Senate, and local members of government as well, including, since we're talking New York, how corrupt has New York always been? Here's a quote. Congressman like George Santos has broken the public trust by making serious misstatements, lies, regarding his background, experience, education, among other issues. Yeah, yeah, we know this. That's the chairman of the Republicans in Nassau County. Question intensified. New York Times estimated narrative Santos has uh, presented the voters during a successful campaign. New York Times is questioning this. I, I have no problem with the New York Times questioning this. Hey, New York Times, 
where were you on the Bill Clinton scandals, on the Hillary Clinton scandals, on the Hunter Biden scandals, all of that line? I know Hunter Biden didn't run for office, but on Obama scandals, where were you on those scandals, on the Joe Biden line and scandals? Times uncover records in Brazil that show Santos was the subject of a criminal investigation in 2008 over alleged uh, stolen checks, apparently. So they're really digging into this guy's past and throwing everything out. And, uh, oh, even claims to be Catholic, not just Jewish, and on and on the list goes. And I'm okay with the news media, especially in New York, national news media too, really going after this guy. They should. And what about all the people they don't go after who they should? 717, Wake Up Wyoming. 87 Woods or Chat and Bob, the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Twenty-three is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. So there's a guy named George, not Costanza, but still from New York, from the Long Island area. Soroso, I think, is his name. Anyway, he is the candidate who was caught lying about everything. His entire life story is a fabrication. Everything. In fact, he's behind on rent. He may have criminal charges coming up against him for all sorts of other things. Lied about everything and got elected to Congress. He's a Republican for Long Island, and New York has no idea what to do here. Now, I have no problem because all the major newspapers, news outlets, and so on are going after this guy big time, and that's good. They should. I don't know how New York gets rid of him. Kind of like we wanted to get rid of Cheney, but couldn't because you can't just run somebody out like that. There's, there's no mechanism for firing somebody. All right, so then what do you do? Now, in the meantime, all I'm asking is, yes, go after this guy. Do it. Go after this guy. In the meantime, I just played a whole bunch of Joe Biden lies from way back when, when he lied about his entire career, his entire college resume, the degrees he got, where he placed in his class. And on. Our current president did all the same things, told all the same lies. Look where he's at. Then let's go back. Let's see, what year was this? Uh, this is quite a few years back. It was, I want to say this was the, the first time Hillary wanted to run for president, maybe. It was back in the 90s, was it? I'll look for the date on this. Anyway, Hillary Clinton has long been touting her experience, but questions are being raised now about whether she's done some embellishing of her record. Here's investigative correspondent Cheryl Ackeson. It was supposed to be an example of Hillary Clinton's battle-tested experience. I remember landing under sniper fire. In the speech last week, Senator Clinton was referring to her visit to Tuzla, Bosnia in 1996 as First Lady. The brutal war was over, but hostilities continued. And though the trip was exactly 12 years ago tomorrow, the memory seemed etched in Clinton's mind. There was supposed to be some kind of a greeting ceremony at the airport, but instead we just ran with our heads down to get into the vehicles uh, to get to our base. Problem is, that's not what happened. And we should know, CBS News accompanied the First Lady and daughter Chelsea on that Bosnia trip. That's Senator Clinton talking to me on the military flight into Tuzla. And these are the pictures we recorded of the greeting ceremony when the plane landed. 
Compare that to Senator Clinton's account. I remember landing under sniper fire. There was no greeting ceremony, and we basically were told to run to our cars. Now that is what happened. Thank you. There was no sniper fire either when Senator Clinton visited two Army outposts where she posed for photos, and no sniper fire back at the base. Last night I had where she sang at a USO show starring Sinbad and Sheryl Crow. Referring to the CBS News video, Clinton aides today acknowledged her arrival in Bosnia was not quite as dramatic as Clinton put it. She meant that there was fire in the hillside around the area when we landed, which was the case. Who knows if she misremembered, misspoke, exaggerated, whatever, it makes the case for Senator Obama that all this experience that she's been talking about is at least partly her imagination. Hundreds of thousands have viewed the video online in just the past few days, a reminder that in politics, memory should always match the videotape. Yeah, memory should always match. That's why she was a senator running for uh, president for the first time out. And again, I, I'm all for this this Republican that's in New York. Uh, go get him. You should. Dishonest people like this should not be holding office. Absolutely. I'm all for it. And the press going after this guy, go get him. Go get him. Find some way to get rid of him, get somebody honest in there. And while we're at it, let's make sure we still need to go after both Bill and Hillary and Obama. And we still need the same way you want, want to go after Trump. Go after these people. Go on. And let's go after our current president. Same thing. And how many other members of Congress can we name that you might want to go after and get rid of? If the press really were to do their jobs and if Congress were to really do their jobs, and even for that matter, let's point out the political parties. If the political parties really wanted to do their jobs and run off dishonest people. Why don't they run them off? When they find out someone is just flat out a liar, that much of a liar, their entire resume and every story they tell is just a lie, then why continue to push this candidate? And I'm asking every political party, not just the news media, but I'm asking the political parties this. And why don't, why do you defend them? Why not get rid of them? Why not hold people to a higher standard? In that case, that would really do everybody a whole lot of good. The moment you catch someone red-handed like this, you're done. You're out. There are plenty of members of Congress that were so difficult to get rid of. In fact, people who've been caught doing things that they should be in jail for, and yet they just keep getting elected to office, and their political parties just keep defending them, not just the media. Coming up on some... Local news, right after local news, update on the weather forecast. You and me again. Then we jump into a weather forecast with Don Day that goes right in, even though it's only Thursday, through the weekend. Because things cool down a bit today, according to his forecast, but there's a bit of a change up. We get into Sunday night into Monday for our region of the country. We'll talk to him about that. Let's wake up my own. up wyoming app free download for apple and android this is k2 radio
7.36 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. You're going to love this next one. First of all, Grandpa Rich, he's in Thermopolis, just sent me a note. I need to vent. That's okay, Rich. That's what this program is. It's like therapy. Here's how, Wait, hang on. Here's how this works. I sit in a padded room, and I talk to myself. And when you call the show, you are the voices in my head. So you think, if anyone needs therapy, it's your host. You, on the other hand, are just as welcome to call and just let it out, especially before we get to the end of the year here. Okay, you're going to love this. We're going to go to Germany for this story. Germany and our public television is suggesting to people that they bathe once a week. It would be beneficial. <laughs> now, if you're thinking, well, don't they already? Yeah, no, they, they do. People bathe in Germany on a regular. It's not like France, Okay. They're asking people to bathe less. Now, let me ask you, how often do you? For me, when I get up in the morning, I like starting my day with a nice hot shower. That's just the way I start my day. I feel as I roll out of bed in the morning, like, oh, I just need to shower. And I do. I shower, I brush my teeth, all that kind of stuff. That's how I start my day. That doesn't mean I'm in there for an hour or anything like that. It really doesn't take me that long to do this. But every day I start, it makes me feel fresh for the day, right? The story says what the BBC is to Great Britain, well, that's what uh, WDR and ARD, public broadcasting, is to Germany. Or our Wyoming public media, national public media. Just some weeks ago, the Instagram site for their public media started asking people to bathe less. After all, around 100 years ago, it was still customary to bathe only once a week. Today, people almost look at, a, at you strangely if you tell them that you don't shower several times a week. Now, again, I do every day. Supposedly, there are, in fact, numerous benefits to showering much less. For example, people would maybe learn to become a little more tolerant of your body odor. And the unwashed would save time in the bathroom every single morning. Moreover, fitness studios could replace showers with just plain sinks. Oh, God. You go for a workout, you get all sweaty, and then you just kind of pat down at the sink afterwards before you leave? That would really smell. But this would do great for the people in the perfume and deodorant industry. So after a sweaty workout, just go ahead and walk up to the sink with a washcloth. Another idea proposed... Maybe showering and bathing could become a weekly highlight, they suggest. We would celebrate this in public bathhouses, perhaps also in the company of others, they say, under public service. Yeah, so German public television also said that the impacts of this, well, they're trying to fight climate change, you know. Among younger people, age 18 to 24, as many 27% skip showering sometimes. Well, okay. The whole idea is to save energy. Because, you know, Germany is having a problem with energy. They shouldn't be. They have all the resources they need and they can get more. I know people right away say, but the war in Ukraine, they could have fixed that long before. They were having problems long before the war in Ukraine. But now they're actually trying to convince people, hey, just bathe. Let Yesterday, I gave you guys the story about how there are those in Germany in the government who want to push on the people an idea 
that their homes, their electricity in their homes will be controlled. That even includes when they charge their electric car. And they expect everybody at some point to get an electric car. But yeah, they want to make sure they control electricity in homes. They would like to get people to shower less, and eventually that would be controlled too. Germany is beginning to sound like a place, once again, that I don't want to visit. Well, they go back and forth that way. There's times that you want to go, you got to go see Germany. It's a beautiful country. It's a magnificent country culturally and so on. Then every so often they have problems like, oh, I don't know, <clears throat> Hitler, you know, things like that. Little problems pop up once in a while that make you not want to go to Germany. And this is another round of this to help fight the whole climate crisis. We're going to control the electricity in your homes, and we want you to bathe less. Eventually, Germany, if they do this, will start to smell as bad as France. Okay, so would you want to visit anyway? Wouldn't it be a lot better and healthier for the country if instead they put their country in a situation where energy was easy and affordable? And they could do this. That way people could bathe as often as they needed to not only... You know, not gross out visiting countries with the smell, but to remain healthy. 742, Wake Up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite? It's in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven forty-five is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Wood. Thanks for joining me. Well, it's nice to see in a lot of areas that the snow is just sort of melting away. Don days with me from day weather, and that's because we had not just warmer air, but warmer air with a lot of wind that came blowing in. That just melts stuff off. Uh, people don't realize how much those warmer winds really help melt the snow and the yeah. ice. It, it goes a long way when it's. Even though it's horribly windy, but it's in the 40s or lower 50s and windy, that that does remove a lot of snow and ice that uh, the sun can't quite get to sometimes since that yeah. sun angle's so low. Okay, so the big question is then when does it come back? Because we just got done removing all of this, Don. Yes, well, you know Wyoming. We go brown to white, white to brown, <laughs> yeah. brown to white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so the brown phase will go to a white phase. Uh, and it's coming up this weekend, and it's coming up during a, a busy travel period again. Uh, there's going to be a combination of things coming together. Simply put, the Pacific and Canadian air will merge over the Cowboy State, especially central and southern Wyoming in particular, uh, as we get into Saturday night and Sunday and carrying forward into the early parts of Monday and maybe even foremost of Monday. When you put Pacific Air and Canadian Air together in the winter, it's a very efficient way to make it snow. It doesn't necessarily mean a giant snow event is coming, but we're getting pretty confident that the central and southern counties of the state are headed to several inches of snow Saturday night through Monday, along with some colder temperatures. So that's when we expect the, the plains and the prairies to go back to white again. Now, the period between today and that event uh, is mainly going to be brown, cool and breezy. Mm -hmm. We will see high country snow kick into gear again during the day tomorrow and tomorrow night. Uh, snow in Wyoming's mountains is going to pick up, but the plains is going to be that late Saturday, Sunday, Monday time frame. Okay. I've noticed this is also the time of year when everybody's driving the same color vehicle. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Uh, the Everybody's vehicle has a certain tinge to it. It does, yeah. yeah. And in fact, I looked at my vehicle past couple of days, and I kept wanting to take it through the car wash. But then I always think to myself, well, this is pointless. Wouldn't it be just pointless to do that at this point? Well, yeah, but this warmer weather, the car washes are back open again. Yeah, they so, are, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you could have a gleaming, shiny car for a day or two. Uh, I mean, no, no, no. Show no, it off. A day right? or two, for a block or two. That's about but it. But you know what? <laughs> there wouldn't be car washes unless we went through these, these, yeah, these okay, weather changes. Yeah. Then you drive two blocks and you look like everybody else again. All right. Talk to you tomorrow, Don. Thanks for coming Bye -bye. on. Don Day, Day Weather. Now, I've noticed about that. I, I go ahead and get my car all nice and shiny. Then I go about two blocks down the road. And then off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino waiting by to talk sports with us. Do you even bother to wash your car this time of year? I work in it. The car wash. Yeah. Boy, no. that's dating you. Boy, that's <laughs> <laughs> and well, every so often when it gets really bad, right? You know, other than yeah. that, I, I normally wait for rain or snow. Yeah, that's that. That's that's the free car mm -hmm. wash. You know, yeah, it's usually a good idea. Just there's so much coming off the roads right now, not even worth it. Okay, this is from one of my favorite satirical websites, Babylon Bee, yep. and I think they've completely nailed the headline because there's a lot of truth in this. So it shows Adam and Eve, Garden of Eden, there's yep. the snake, there's yep. the apple yep. thing yep. happening. Study finds 100% of men would eat any fruit given to them by a naked woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at that and I thought, wow. That really nails the whole problem right there, doesn't it, Frank? Yeah, it just, and, and yeah. it really doesn't matter if the fruit is poisoned or it does. No, know, it not doesn't. Even ripe I mean, or anything. She could just, yeah, she could hand you a a rotten pear. Yeah. at that point, and you'll take it. It doesn't matter because a naked woman is offering. Therefore, <laughs> the guy will take it and he'll go and eat the thing, won't he? Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, without question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sometimes these satirical websites, do, see, I often on this show, Frank, make fun of just stupid studies, right? A lot of studies out there that are just garbage, stupid studies, not even worth reading. But these satirical websites do stories like this, and they end up being more true than the stupid studies, which I think from now on, this is where I'm going to get all of my information from. Because it's more, it's probably more accurate. It probably is more accurate in some satirical way. Because it, in order for something to be funny, Frank, there has to be a little measure of truth in it somewhere, right? Indeed, indeed. Indeed there is. Now, okay. naked women giving, you know, yeah, whatever. Any kind of fruit. Doesn't matter whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. Now, real quick, let's get back to you. And as we head over the holidays here, we're, I was talking uh, last hour about when you were, you're not on the road right now. But when does it get, we have to get through the holidays, kids get back to school. Yeah, and they'll, uh, so I'll start again probably on Friday the 6th. Okay. You know, that would be this next weekend. There's a big wrestling tournament, Douglas. There's a big basketball tournament, Cheyenne. Okay. I'll try to hit both so of those just, up. Just want to make sure, because everything's got, we're quiet for a while here in high school sports. Shh. Yeah, and because you can drive by the schools without the signs blinking that you got to drive 20 miles an hour. That too, and then you got to make sure that you know, for those, from the sound of our voice, if you live close to a school, yeah. especially a high school, yeah. you have to know when their breaks are. Right. Because oh, that's a, true, yeah. You know, it's, it's they all... Get yeah. out and all come in, and the, and the traffic's nuts. And yeah, especially around lunchtime because a lot of them like to go off campus for lunch. So. Indeed.
Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys opened the Mountain West season with a 58-53 road loss to Fresno State last night. The Cowboys were scorched by Fresno in the first half as the Bulldogs led by 13 at the break thanks to 55% shooting from the floor. And the Bulldogs did increase their lead to 18 in the second half. However, Cowboys made some progress in that second half and actually led 51-49 with just over three minutes to go. Fresno State regained the lead thanks to a three-quarter with just over a minute to go and then held on from there. UW falls to 5-8 and eight overall. They were led in scoring by Noah Reynolds with 16. Fresno State is 5-7 and seven overall. And the Cowboys will be at home on Saturday in Laramie to be 22nd rated New Mexico. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team starts Mountain West Conference play tonight on the road at UNLV. The Cowgirls are 7-4 and four overall. And UNLV is the defending Mountain West Conference regular season champions. They sit at 10-2. and two. And as a 7.30 start tonight from Vegas. Wyoming Cowboy football team working out down in Tucson. They're getting ready for Friday afternoon's Arizona Bowl against Ohio University. Cowboys are 7-5 and five overall. And they're going to have to re- tool in some respects thanks to players who have left for the transfer portal, namely running back Titus Wen, receiver Josh, Joshua Cobbs, there's a, and there's a few others as well. We'll see how this all pans out on Friday. Ohio is 9-4 and four on the year. They went 7-1 and one in MAC play this season, and Ohio is a point and a half favorites in the game. UW is making its fifth bowl appearance in seven years, and they've won their last four in a row. It's a 2.30 kickoff from Tucson on Friday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In the NFL, the Buffalo Bills with former UW star quarterback Josh Allen, 12-3 after a 35-13 win over Chicago in super cold temperatures on Saturday. Allen threw a couple of TD passes, threw a couple of interceptions, but a win is a win, especially in less than ideal weather conditions, something that Allen is used to, obviously, playing in Buffalo and in Laramie, Wyoming. The Bills also have won the AFC East for the third year in a row, and Allen says, hey, you know, that's fine, but there's bigger prizes out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's the next progression in our in our goal. Um, obviously, playoffs, division title, um, you know, we know what the next one is. So i uh, got a couple more games to, to put our best foot forward and, and just try to go execute to the best of our ability. And the Bills have a, a very intriguing game coming up on Monday night when they'll be at the Cincinnati Bengals. That's it in sports. Okay, so Wyoming has won the past four ball games, you said, right? Yes, they yes. Okay. So, and, the, you know, when you're only a point and a half underdog in the game, that yeah. means this is going to be a dead-even game. Okay, so this dead is a even. tight one there. Yes. Okay. Right, and now let's remind everybody they need to be where, when to watch this game. Well, it's on. It's not even on cable TV. Okay. It's on. It's streamed online. Oh, that's horrible. It's Barstool Sports is there. It's the okay. main, it's the main sponsor, and it's their game. It, uh, and they'll do they what can, they want. All right. They want it on some major networks. Dude, and not it. this one. Not right. this one. Nope, 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 just, nope, that just sucks, Frank. Nope, nope, nope. All right. Nope. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of. Rolling into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Then, next hour, I promise, there's the Wyoming sheriff who just turned to the feds and said, no, we're not doing that. You can just forget it. You're going to love this story. Next hour, Wake Up Wyoming. story for you that's just really gonna make you feel good about well wyoming law enforcement you're, you're gonna love this guy sweetwater county sheriff did something that's gonna make you proud 
Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So Wyoming Sheriff's Department, Sweetwater County, here's basically what happened. There's a guy who is an illegal alien who is already wanted south of the border for numerous things. And... Some of those crimes are kind of horrible, which is probably why he snuck into America. And after going through a trial for rape, he was deported, in which case he snuck back across the border again. Story I have in front of me is then he was accused of kidnapping a young girl. Uh, no, she was known as a family acquaintance, but still took her without permission to took her to McDonald's. After the meal, locked the door of his van, raped her. Eight years, she's eight years old at the time. And she had to be taken to the hospital because of the injuries. I'm not going to give you any more details than that because it's really brutal. All right. But emergency surgeries had to be done because of the way he brutalized her. Afterwards, he was found guilty. And between the two rapes, he's supposed to spend, I believe it's about 124 years in prison. In which case, the feds turned and said, well, turn him over. We're going to deport him. Sweetwater County Sheriff was talking to the Daily Caller. He says one of the most egregious crimes he's ever seen. He was just allowed back into the country. We had no idea that he was in Sweetwater County. We received no communication that he was in our area. He said, what my brothers and me were told about this case more than anything else, it, it didn't have to happen. And the damage of the fact these decisions being made far away in Washington, D.C., they don't really care. So, again, the Biden administration wants this guy deported again, right? What happened the last time we did that? Actually, pardon me, 125 years in prison between the two rapes now that he's twice convicted. In which case, and I'm going to paraphrase here, basically the Sweetwater County Sheriff said, no, not sending him back, not doing it, no. You can forget it. He owes us 125 years. He's going to die in the United States. He's not leaving. He owes us that. So he's not going to turn over this guy to the feds so he can be sent back across the border. And maybe then what? Get out and re-enter the country again? But just forget it. That's just simply not going to happen. So when I came across this story, when I read this story, I thought, well, to the Sweetwater County Sheriff, way to go. And we need more of that. The fact that the guy was allowed back in the country at all, or however he got back in the country, got back into the country again, and is in here illegally, when we already know that he's guilty of multiple crimes, not just in our country. Now back to the Sweetwater County Sheriff, he says, it's not 
that hard, obviously, to get back into this country. The sheriff says so it was really an effort by law enforcement and prosecutors to seek the maximum sentence possible to do what we could and everything within our power and our laws to ensure that he would never have the opportunity to victimize somebody in that way ever again because he is behind bars. Okay, so this is... Again, a case where I like that local law enforcement will step up with lo local prosecutors. And I would assume in this case also the state of Wyoming. And finally put a stop to something that you know would just go on and on and on. So I really have to hand it to the sheriff of Sweetwater County for stepping up like this and again anybody else who might be involved to make sure this guy spends the rest of his life in a wyoming jail oh we got judy on the line um okay tell you what let me before i get to you judy hang on <clears throat> let me go ahead and set it up here there we go okay no i have to set this up before hello judy hey good morning Lynn. Yeah. um i just got a couple of real quick things for you okay um, we're going to go uh, and meet with uh, probably the commissioners after the first of the year. And um, I think we found an attorney. I think they did violate the, uh, what is it, public meetings. Um, okay. And I think they also procedure, Wyoming Administration Procedure Act. So anyway, on that note, um the, the Board of County Commissioners essentially wrote the land use plan up until an hour before the December 20th meeting. And I think that's a big boo-boo. Right. And that's what we're going to be pushing. Does not Second, give you any time to review it before they vote on it, which is a violation. Correct. And okay. I just spent, I don't know, 45 minutes trying to find their new one. Right. And what I found, I don't know if it's the new one or the old one because it doesn't have a date at the top or... Uh, date where they adopted it or anything like that. I don't know who's in charge of of doing this on the internet, whether it's, you know, Christy over in planning and zoning or some, you know, just some employee. But uh, there's nothing out there for anyone to look at still. And here it is, you know, the 29th, and it was supposed to be out in a couple of days after the 20th. But anyway, okay. moving on. So we'll deal with that when it comes up. I okay. The first of Let's move on to my Lizzie. <laughs> Always makes you feel better to hear the ahead explosion, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. For this case, she lies about Jordan's text messages to the public and to the uh, fake panel and gets caught. Right. Then she gets fired from her job here in Wyoming by 40 points. And then her staff quits because she's a fraud with corrupt derangement syndrome, and they all said, the first six chapters of the book was released was nothing but Trump is a bad boy, you know, bad orange man. And the last two chapters um, that was uh, supposed to be so-called the smoking gun mm. seems to have no ammo. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also any subpoenas to have Trump testify have been dropped because it's over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then what were you talking about this morning when you first started? What was it? Six? So 614, you were talking, uh, oh, God, I had it on the tip of my tongue. Mm. 
Oh, anyway, I guess it doesn't matter. But okay. you were talking. You were talking this morning, and there was something I wanted to tell you about that too. But <laughs> okay. Anyway, that was uh, the whole idea. Here is we wasted. Uh, well, they took the money. Two point five million dollars came from your Social Security to do this, just like they stole money from Social Security to do the two impeachment. Or they sure like that Social Security money. Uh, don't they do. They? Yeah. Yeah. Social yeah. Security is and filled they, with a pile of IOUs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But anyway, that's the morning, and uh, I'm going to go downtown here this morning and visit with a few people. But I think we're going to head this in the right direction. I, I think so. Time. If you can get this uh, killed, based on what you're saying, that you, as the public, never had a chance to see it before they passed it, that saves you a whole lot of trouble. And then you have a whole new county commission coming in. Yeah, and I'm hoping these guys are a little smarter than the last ones, thinking that they can just go willy-nilly against state laws and just do whatever they want. So okay. keep your fingers crossed. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, I guess uh, our new judges are going to get an exercise in uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Judy. Keep us posted. 816 Wake Up Wyoming. This Wyoming Travel Network. Radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. It's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine. I'm just going to kind of roll with it. Twitter updates. You're no one if you're not on Twitter. And if you aren't there already, you've missed it. If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted, and blocked, you might as well not have existed. You might as well not have existed. Now, this next one plays into the whole, well, climate change plus other signs, COVID signs, stuff like that. Twitter users are applauding, some are, and some are fuming at Elon Musk declaring Twitter will follow the science promoting questioning. See, there, it is science when people are allowed to question, bring new evidence in, and there is an open, legitimate debate. That's what science is. Current Twitter CEO Elon Musk declared Twitter will promote reason skepticism about scientific data. And that's what science is. Again, science, the process of it, is reasoned skepticism about everything, any topic. So if somebody steps up and says, I disagree, I don't think how, that's how that works, again, pick a topic, COVID, climate change, whatever you want to do. As long as they're bringing reasonable scientific arguments, they should not be canceled or de-emphasized, shadow banned, as it's called. Quote, new Twitter policy is follow the science, which necessarily includes reasoned questioning of science, said Elon Musk in a tweet. Many Twitter users rallied and suggested that the policy promoted actual pursuit of scientific truth. That includes evolutionary behavioral scientists, anything you want to do here. Quote, the science is anything that has, well, evidence and true studies behind it. And again, skepticism based on reason. Musk responded by observing, anyone who says that questioning them is questioning science itself cannot be regarded as a scientist. Now, here's where Musk is getting that. I'm going to read that again because he's absolutely getting that right. 
anyone who says that questioning them is questioning science itself cannot be regarded as a scientist. He's correct. Judicial Watch president tweeted, bad news for transgender extremism, COVID totalitarianism, and climate alarmist. That would be true, too. Because before you disagreed with him on anything, Twitter would shut you down. One journalist, David Marquesco, I think is how you pronounce it, called upon followers to recognize Munt's announcement has massive implications. Quote, isn't it remarkable that this is a departure from what we've seen for many years, he said. I hope it also means it will be acceptable to examine who's funding science and what kind of restrictions are placed on scientists. That's really important. Whenever anyone's doing something that they consider to be a scientific study, where's the money coming from? Because a lot of times that will tell you what kind of result they're going to get. Mathematical physicist, economist, managing director of, um, was it, Thiel Capital, Eric Weinstein, expressed hope that the change could get a major shift across a variety of topics. Can imagine that? An actual, real live, open discussion. This changes everything, he wrote, if true. Is that a 1,000% commitment to biologists that they can stop lying about biological sex, healthy reproductive development, herd immunity, genetic differences, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, that would be it. NASA Earth Cartography Data Visualization Lead, sometimes it's hard to say words like that this early in the morning, said this is fair and reasonable. If any scientist tells you otherwise, Never let them wax poetic about curiosity and wonder ever again. And that's what science is. It's curiosity. It's wonder. It's questioning everything. There are plenty of things that human beings believed for hundreds of years even to, or even just decades that turned out not to be true. One of the things I love when I get home at the end of the day, at the end of the week especially, there's all sorts of science websites and, and YouTube pages that are run by scientists from earth science to uh, theoretical physics, astrophysics, things like that. And I love to watch all these different videos done by actual scientists in those fields that actually explain what's going on. I love listening to geologists, reading their works too. And in listening to all of these different people and what they have to say, true scientists are actually interested in questioning what we all think we know. Oftentimes I'll hear them say, well, you know, most of the scientists today believe the following, but that can change if new evidence comes into play. It wasn't long ago that scientists believed the following, but then new evidence changed their minds. That's what true science is. And no one person is in charge of it. Just because the government officially said it doesn't mean it's true. Story says, some Twitter users appeared to condemn Musk's statement. New York Times, of course, New York Times tweeted that Musk was something of a really dumb person to tweet something like this. Journal One journalist, Austin Putman, tweeted, by reasoning questioning, Elon Musk means uh, BS, and conspiracy theorists drivel. Well, again, he assumes this. 
But let's not forget conspiracy theorist drivel and junk science comes from all sides, doesn't it? Especially when it's bought, paid for, and coerced. Elon Post's appeal to be availed criticism, the story says, of the COVID pandemic and Dr. Fauci. That could be the case. He did mention uh, some time ago, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci, he said. Okay. So that's what's supposed to be happening now on platforms like Twitter. Oh, I wish Facebook would follow something like that. I really wish that Facebook would. There's that one meme out there, for God's sakes, Elon, buy Facebook. If any, and a lot of you know exactly what I mean. Why, when you post something that you believe to be true, for whatever reason, something you believe to be true, and right away they have to either, you know, when they blur it out on Facebook. See, that makes me click on it. When Facebook blurs something out, I have to click on it. But like Twitter, they would de-emphasize things. They would put up a little fact check underneath. Sometimes the fact checks are just hysterical what Facebook tries to fact check. Why are you fact checking that? You know, it's obviously true. But Facebook, Google, YouTube, which is also part owned by Google, all do the same thing. So at least now there is a social, major social media outlet out there that's uh, the owner anyway, currently Elon Musk, is just flat out saying, if you want to have a reasonable discussion, you're allowed to do that now. It's not going to be shadow banned or blocked any of those things legal discussion or reasonable discussions are allowed no matter what the point of view just bring your evidence and let's talk about it now if you're afraid of that then you're afraid of actual real freedom freedom of speech and actual real science because real science comes with that kind of an open discussion and disagreement coming up on 8:30, local news coming your way weather forecast Nice long segment of open phones, Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, Wake Up Wyoming. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K Two Radio. Be part of the show at eight 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 ninety seven Woods. Eight thirty six the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Our triple eight ninety seven with the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. And don't forget, you can also, like a lot of people do, chime in using the Wake Up Wyoming app. What you do is Wake Up Wyoming app is free to download at your app store. Just Wake Up Wyoming. There it is, and then hit the chat option and drop me a note. That's all you have to do. That you, it's just like sending a text. And some people send pictures and videos and stuff like that. So there's that way to communicate as well. And we have people from all over. There's Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis, I-80 Johns in Granite Canyon, Cyberpoke is in Laramie, my sister is in Lake Wales, Florida, Larry is in Casper, Wyoming, Rhiannon in Fort Danger, Ace in Casper, John is up in Gillette, places like that. It goes all over, even outside the state. Okay, now, since I was talking about Elon Musk, and I got to give him credit... He's just going to allow actual scientific debate on Twitter. Right away, some people said, well, here comes all the conspiracy theorists. Yeah, like we didn't have a bunch of garbage before. Look, if somebody comes in with some nonsense conspiracy theory, then this is, what you, this is where we openly talk about it. 
You don't censor it because you don't think it's true. You open, well, you open up a debate, have a discussion on it, and see if it can actually stand up to scrutiny. That's how this is done. Now, let's go to PayPal, which I really don't use, but okay. PayPal. Numerous users have said PayPal temporarily suspended their accounts over current, well, results in loss of income for some of them. They've also accused PayPal of censoring conservative-leaning organizations and businesses without reason, according to one tech center. PayPal, for example, suspended two UK-based organizations for a free speech union, a free speech advocacy group, and the Daily Skeptic, a news platform, started to publish uh, stories criticizing the COVID lockdowns. September 2022 is when they started doing that for the Daily Skeptic, I believe. It might have been before that. And they removed their access to funding. The accounts were restricted for weeks. But later, the founder and director of the organization said PayPal software was embedded in, in basically manipulating their payments and closing them. Quote, when... They make decisions about whether they're going to process payments for you. That can mean your business might go under. That can mean you will not survive because money is not coming in. People are paying you through PayPal. Young's personal account was also suspended and then reinstated. PayPal said the account violated user policy but didn't give them any detail. Free Speech Union said same thing. They were removed. No prior warning. It was what they were talking about, right? And if business is getting removed for, well, during fundraising months, for example, could put them at the risk of huge losses. So that could be life or death for a business. In a statement, PayPal told Fox News, it's dedicated to providing safe and affordable financial services to people with all backgrounds and a diversity of views. We also take very seriously our responsibility to protect buyers and sellers while working to ensure that our services are not used for fraudulent or illicit activities. The Electronic Frontier Foundation and other civil liberties groups wrote a letter to PayPal asking for clarity behind their banning because, and, and they haven't yet received a response. Unclear how many other accounts have been suspended or banned. And they all seem to be leaning a certain political or social direction. In other words, the hardcore leftist groups don't go through this, but the right-wing ones, absolutely. Let's see. Gays Against Groomer Coalition members who opposed a focus on gender identity. So this is an LGBT alphabet soup group that opposed a focus on gender identity. And here, once again, PayPal decided, nope, and just it, suddenly they weren't getting money from donors and other people who support them. They took down our account for discriminatory behavior, but I think that's exactly what they did to us at Gays for uh, Against Groomers founder. Uh, the payment platform told Fox Business following the account's submission, PayPal has a long-standing and constant, well, an acceptable user policy, they say. We take action when we deem that individuals or organizations have violated this policy. 
PayPal's accessible use prohibits users from using their services for activities that involve or promoting hate or violence or radical forms of intolerance, discrimination, things like that. But you see where this goes. Because I can understand, look, we don't want some group like the KKK using PayPal. Everybody could understand that, I think. Yet, on the other hand, how far do you take this? And that comes down to where you draw the line here. Because there's going to be groups out there that have philosophical disagreements. And opposing, even not just opposing viewpoints, but opposing goals. Quote, these payments, the processors are largely unaccountable. The only way to pressure them is just to sort of make noise about it. So in other words, in order to fight PayPal, the best thing you can do is just make noise about it. The legal director told Fox News on these banning decisions while allowing under the company's First Amendment rights. It showcased an enormous amount of power over online speech because, yeah, they can control the money. They actually can control the money. It's not just a matter like Twitter would just ban somebody's ideas on Twitter, but there's a lot of groups out there that get around that. Uh, for example, Prager University, which cranks out some incredible videos, were having problems with uh, Facebook and Twitter and other such platforms like that, and how they put YouTube and how they're supposed to get their videos out there if they're being de-emphasized. So they asked people, "Would you just uh, send us your email?" And when we come out with a new video, we'll just email it to you directly. We'll just get around all these social media platforms. I guess that means you got to get around PayPal, too. Because How are people supposed to, for example, donate to Prager University, which is partly how they get their money, if a group like PayPal decides that, well, those donations are just not going to go through? Story says Electronic Frontier Foundation was among an internal coalition of 56 liberty groups that launched a website, Protect the Stack. It called an online communication commerce company to avoid, well, in other words, you would be able to donate directly through that instead of having to go through PayPal. Like in many cases, okay, these major organizations are not going to play ball with us. In fact, if anything, they're going to de-emphasize us or block us, even block our money. We'll just start our own organization. Quote, we've tried all along with a lot of partner organizations to pressure them as much as we can. We won't give up. Okay. Um, one of many problems out there by social media outlets who, I mean, honestly, there is, it, it's already started. You can see it already started. There's a backlash that's been coming. And you can see part of that backlash in Elon Musk as well and in, in what he's doing. He That's the billionaire who got so mad he just went ahead and bought the company. And then to expose, in fact, do I still have, I might actually have it. Let me see here. No, I, maybe I do, maybe I don't. There was a quote from Elon Musk just flat out saying, all of the conspiracy theories against Twitter, all of the conspiracy theories against Twitter turned out to be true. And maybe even more so. And he's just doing a big data dump to prove it. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorites on K2 Radio? Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. 848 is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Frank, I went ahead and looked up. 
a list of sports out there that are just extinct, and some of these I've never heard of before. Okay, let's let's start. Okay, uh, Audis, Who? hybrid sport between Australian rules for football and American football. Oh, I, I love Australian rules football. That's, okay. That is a brutal game, and the, and the officials do these weird things, and yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like rugby. It's kind of like American football, but it, it's to its own. But you can't combine yeah. that stuff. Now no. I've seen this next one on an old old film reel. And I would love to see it again, more modern time. Auto polo, like horse polo, but you're using automobiles driving around hitting a big ball. Okay, I would pay to watch that. Okay. For only about 15, 20 minutes. Sure, yeah. You know, depends, uh, depends how heavy the ball is. Or how good the beer is. Indeed. Okay. Uh, Bando, 18th and 19th century in Wales, using sticks with curved ends like hockey. And they had goals and a large rectangular field. Its similarities to modern day sports would be hurling, hockey, uh, and, and other such sports. Okay. Okay. Sounds like we've done that before, just in a different way. I'd like to watch hurling. Barrel jumping. I do. I've seen old one. This used to be in the Olympics. Ice skaters attempt to jump over a series of barrels. I, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And the crashes are um, hysterical. Memorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now this one, I just love the name of it. Bladder ball. Well, I don't even want to know. Uh, let's see. 1954 to 1982, Yale University game resembled forms of, like, mob football. And, of course, the ball was basically a bladder of some animal or something like that. Okay. Come on, you um, Yaleys. Let's see. K-C-A-I-D. K-C-A-I-D. Uh, ancient traditions, Irish football games, which some believe influenced modern sports uh, football. Okay. Uh, let's see. Canoe hurling. I've had people hurl in a canoe or out of it, but a support a sport in which participants in canoes attempt to paddle over logs placed in the water. Wow! Now you you've seen those those things where they, you know, they're on the logs and they're trying to yeah you know, they're they're running you know and trying not to fall in the water and then they go forward yeah. then they go backwards. Yep. Now they have but one, but they're got to get out of a canoe to do that. I, however you get over it, it's good. You just paddle real fast and go over One that they mentioned here that I'm, I'm going to disagree with them, it's not dead, chariot racing. Oh. The chariots look different, but they're still doing it. Oh, yeah. In men's college basketball from last night, the Wyoming Cowboys did open up Mountain West Conference play with a 58-53 road loss to Fresno State. The Cowboys were scorched by Fresno in the first half as the Bulldogs led by 13 thanks to being uh, thanks to shooting 55% from the floor. The Bulldogs increased the lead to 18 in the second half. However, the Pokes did make some progress in the second half and actually led 51-49 with just over three minutes to go. Fresno State regained the lead thanks to a three-pointer with just over one minute to go. So UW falls to five and eight overall. They're led in scoring by Noah Reynolds with sixteen. Fresno State is five and seven. The Cowboys will be at home on Saturday in Larry to meet twenty-second rated New Mexico. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team will begin Mountain West Conference play tonight on the road at UNLV. The Cowgirls are seven and four overall. UNLV is the defending Mountain West Conference regular season champion. They sit at ten and two. That is a seven thirty start tonight from Vegas. Wyoming Cowboy football team working out down in Tucson as they're getting ready for Friday afternoon's Arizona Bowl against Ohio University. Cowboys 
Cowboys are 7-5 and five overall, and they'll have to retool in some respects thanks to players who have left thanks to the transfer portal, namely running back Titus One, receiver Josh Cobbs. We'll see how that all pans out on Friday. Ohio is 9-4, and four, and they went 7-1 and one in MAC play this season, and the Bobcats are a point-and-a-half favorite in the game. UW making its fifth bowl appearance in seven years. They've won their last four. That's a 2.30 kickoff from Tucson on Friday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In the NFL, the Buffalo Bills with former UW star Josh Allen, 12-3 and after a 35-13 win over Chicago in super cold conditions. Allen threw a couple of touchdown passes, also threw a couple of picks, but a win is a win, especially in less than ideal weather conditions, something Allen certainly is used to. Didn't play great, but at the end of the day, we had over 400 yards of offense. I thought our run game did well. Given the conditions that we played in, too, there's no excuse. Typically, when you get wind and, and the gust, that's probably the hardest part to, to play in is the gust because you don't know when it's going to flare up. You don't know uh, what direction really it's going to go. Um, but I thought our guys um, did a good job of catching the ball. The Bills have now won the AFC East for the third year in a row. They have an intriguing Monday night game at Cincinnati. That's it in sports. Mm-hmm. So, there's one here called club swinging, which is a dead sport. You're <laughs> holding a couple, well, a couple of what look kind of like bowling pins. Okay. And you're swinging your arms around in some very uh, fancy way, I guess, to impress people. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, what about tiddlywinks? Uh, rooster throwing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course they they stopped it because they would throw the thing until the until it died. So they finally yeah, okay. Well, what? Let's <laughs> uh, see. Uh, Cuju ancient Chinese ball game involved kicking a ball into a net. So that's it's like, bas- like soccer, basketball, soccer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the net is up there yeah. as opposed to down here. Yeah. Here's another one: fox tossing. What's fox. it with tossing dead animals? Maybe they're not dead. Goose pulling a. Goose was hung by its legs while a man on horseback would attempt to grab it by the neck and what? pull its head off. What? Yeah, that was a sport apparently at one time. Oh. Wonder why they quit doing that. Yeah, no. I have no really? idea. Really? Right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on weather forecasts. Open phones, 9 o'clock hour. Wake up, Wyoming. me as a Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Thursday. I keep wanting to say Friday. It's not a Friday. Just feels that way though, doesn't it? All right, just so you know though, skipping ahead a bit. We'll be off Monday because Monday is New Year's Day or Recovery Day for a lot of you. So you can sleep it off. However you want to see that. So we'll do it again on Tuesday. Here comes another three-day weekend for us. Open phones, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, 
and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Let's take a look real quick here at how, once again, they're ruining your army and Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard. As some of you people uh, did, I, you know, I, <laughs> I almost said that wrong. I was about to say, some of you people served time. That's not what I mean. You, you joined the military. You wanted to. And you did a good amount of time for your country. Some of you made a career out of it, and you loved it. Now it's going all woke. And, and they're getting desperate to find people to join the military. Not just because of the way the military is, but because the way society is at the time. There's not a lot of people who want to join. And they don't see it as a really good career and something necessary. If you want to live as free people in a free country, you got to have a military to make sure it remains that way. Well, okay, here's what they're doing. Headline is woke and broke. U.S. Army now accepting recruits with ADHD and other behavioral challenges. Anywhere they can get people. They need warm bodies. Service fell 15,000 recruits short of its fiscal 2022 goal. And it's cut its goal from a total number of soldiers for fiscal year 2023, an additional 15,000, suggesting that it sees a long-term problem. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a long-term problem. Only 23% of young Americans meet fitness, health, and other standards to join the military. And less than 10% are even interested in the job. And now there was a time when quite a few more people were interested. Because, again, the military was seen as a really good career move, not just for those people who wanted to do it long-term for their whole lives, but joining the military and getting certain skills in the military translate into really well-paying jobs outside the military. In fact, there are people now, since you know, the airlines are having problems right now, and the airlines are having problems finding pilots. Well, for the longest time, go join the military, become a pilot. There's many different kinds of pilots. And after you leave the military, you go to the airlines, and that's an easy in. Because they know military pilots of whatever kind are great for the military. Also, even um, emergency transport, you know, helicopter pilots and so on. There's so many different things you can do. As one of many examples of different career paths, computer technology, there's so many different uh, technologies that are available today that the military is involved in, and people can learn it and get paid to learn it in the military. And then instead of having to go to college and have to pay a lot of money to learn it, they can get paid to learn it in the military. And then that translates into a great career after the military. There's all sorts of reasons to want to be a member of the military and make even a full-time, lifelong career out of it or even just a part of your life. There's a lot of good reasons that people do it, not just protecting the country. But then, okay. Sorry says, the Biden administration politicalization of the armed forces has contributed to a disturbing collapse in morale. Soon after Joe Biden became president, the Pentagon ordered unprecedented military-wide stand-down of service members to root out right-wing domestic extremists, as they called it, wasting 5.8 million man-hours. Pentagon then hired diversity 
equity, and inclusion officers for salaries as high as up to $200,000 a year. For the past two years, yeah, that much. Now, if you were in the military, did you get paid that much? These guys do. And for the past two years, Department of Defense rigorously enforced vaccine requirements, cutting tens of thousands of service members from benefits, even when many have had legitimate objections, including health. In recent years, the academias have also taught radical doctrines like critical race theory, and diversity and inclusion. Air Force Academy established a special diversity and inclusion reading room that is dedicated as a safe space for America's young warriors. A safe space. Imagine that. In the military, they made a safe in, in the Air Force here, they made a safe space. Now, if you're in the military, what's the safe space, really? You should never even think in those terms other than you're in a bunker while the bombing's happening. It's also created an organization of hand-picked cadets identified by a purple braid on their uniform to spread those controversial ideals in the ranks. At West Point, cadets can now minor in diversity and inclusion studies. Now, hang on a second. What exactly is the purpose of a, a school like West Point? For those of you who went there, or even just know about it, you know, it's to train future officers. So why in the world would they want a, diversion, a, a diversity and inclusion studies class at West Point? Alongside cadets studying serious subjects like grand strategy and aeronautical engineering and nuclear science. Then... There's uh, spending sake, uh, all sorts of resources available on long things. And while all of this is going on, recruitment is going down and down and down. Now, I've talked about things like this before and have people who've been in the military call this program and say, well, there's why recruitment's down. Who wants to be part of this? I'm now looking at this thinking, you know, in part, I think you're right. The primary, the story says the primary difference as every veteran knows, that on college campi or at a job, when you tell the hired uh, Department of Inclusion, Nazi, whatever they are, that they are free to blow their suggestions, et cetera, et cetera, how you, should you frame your language in, the, in a case like that? It's very different in the military. You can't just freely raise your hand and object like that. Same negative response to the new Biden regime in that case, bringing wokeness into the military. So what is the purpose? Now, we've talked about this before. What is the actual purpose of the military? Well, I, I, I like what Rush Limbaugh always said. The purpose of the military is to break things and kill people. That's what they do. Yes, that is what they do. Defend this country. I remember I walked one time into, I forget exactly where it was, but someone had put up on a bulletin board, look at how much look how much money U.S. spends on military. And it's a lot of money compared to other nations as far as our uh, gross domestic product. How much of our economy goes to supporting the military? But what they didn't realize when they wrote that is, first off, we don't have one country. We have 50 countries. That's what America is. Then we 
also protect all sorts of other countries that are not able to protect themselves or won't. Then we provide humanitarian aid all over the planet. Man, does our military provide a lot of humanitarian aid. Our military has done a lot of good over the years, a lot of good for this world. But now we have an administration that's just wrecking it. And here again, as the story said, there's a lot of people who are just disillusioned, just flat out disillusioned and don't want to join in the first place. 916, wake up Wyoming. Morning paper or the five o'clock news. You need wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Republican. Is that what makes America, Harley? My folks were Democrats, John. Yeah, and look, look where it got you. A lifetime on the range and sweating in the summer and freezing in the winter and sleeping on the ground and fighting with wolves and the rattlesnakes. No, no, Harley. There can't be a finer calling in the whole world than being a Republican businessman. I don't like to dispute you, Don, but did you always vote Democratic? Well, well, that was when I didn't know any better. Harley, I want you to do me a favor. You don't tell anybody here in Cheyenne I ever voted Democratic. You'll do that for me, won't you? If you say so. Thank you. John, you don't mind if I still vote Democratic, do you? Just so long as you're not seen with me when you do it. Be bad for business. At that last topic there about the military going all woke and how there's people who don't want to join the military in part because of that, here is Greg in Cheyenne. I currently advise my son not to enlist because of all this PC crap. Yeah, massive shame there. Also, that was Greg. Here's Jim also in Cheyenne. When I retired from the Air Force 2001, social experimentation was already happening in the military. Can't imagine how bad it's gotten under the current administration. Yeah, apparently really bad. What got me was, okay, the number of people who have degrees in a lot of this PC woke nonsense, and they actually do get jobs at universities and now for the military making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. I might have to, let me see, what, there we go. Throw away this bit. I'm oh, hi sure. there. Do you want to be successful in life like I am? Well, we did the research and the results are in. There's no possible way to be happy or successful in life unless you go into crushing debt to attend a four-year university. Still not convinced? Well, here are seven reasons you must go to college if you ever hope to be successful in life. Number one, attending college will ensure you enter the workforce with almost zero of those annoying practical skills. You know, skills like working class peasants who make 200,000 per year installing HVAC systems? You don't need that. You'll amass mounds of crippling debt, which is a great life lesson in poor decision making. Plus, crippling student loan debt will keep you from buying a house, which is good because houses are a lot of work. Number three, you might meet your future spouse passed out in a puddle of vomit at a party. And if you get married, you can start your life with two times the student loan debt, the American dream. Number four, unlimited frozen yogurt at the food court. And get this, for only 40,000 per year, practically pays for itself. Number five, you get to experience the joy of paying $300 for a textbook on gender studies you'll never read. 
And after you graduate, you can look forward to a lifetime of fundraising calls to help students pay for their $300 gender studies books. And number six, learning new life hacks, like putting bounce dryer sheets behind a fan to overcome the smell of your roommate who never showers. Invaluable knowledge. Number seven, if you acquire a graduate degree, Starbucks might let you become a shift manager. And you can match the career earnings of a postman when you're 56 and really make bank in your 60s. Need we say more? There's no question that a college degree is your ticket to success. Now get out there and make your mark on the world. And please, no whip on my latte. Dead dent. See, then you go and get a job for some university, some college, some major corporation or the military making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year with a degree in one of these woke topics that they're now pushing on so many businesses and universities. And you actually are making a living. But here's the thing, though. It's not like you're producing anything to make a living. It's just nonsense. It's psychobabble. You've made a living in psychobabble. It's either that or become a politician, you know, or a a, a bureaucrat for that matter. Canon. Reliable-ish. Hardworking from 10 to 3, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. They are the American bureaucrat because the engine that was America's progress and success was running a little too fast and efficient. Who knows where all of this innovation and success was going. So for the good of the nation, somebody needed to slow it down. It took a lot of paper to jam up those gears of progress but no one knows paper like the bureaucrat. And America was too rich compared to the rest of the world. Can't have that. No one knows how to make your money disappear like the proud men and women of the American bureaucracy. So America, take all your great ideas and big dreams and flush them. And if you find your dreams coming true, don't worry. The American bureaucracy has a ton of paperwork and a line for you to stand in. Bureaucracy, slowing progress and freedom for a more humble America. It used to be you made a ton of money, and I mean really a lot of money. If you were good at something, if you were successful, then you can make a whole lot of money. These days, though, you actually can get a useless degree in some psychobabble topic and then go ahead and force yourself into a major uh, corporation somewhere. Well, they better, uh, if, if they don't subscribe to your woke agenda, then they will be destroyed in the marketplace. You know, I've already talked about that today. Or go ahead and get your job uh, working for government at some level, and that includes the military these days or some major university. No longer do you actually have to do something productive in order to make a living. No, you don't have to create something that people actually need in order to survive. You just get a degree in complete utter psychobabble, and then you sit around all day long in your little office making more money than everybody else. And make everybody feel guilty and miserable and don't they dare question you because if they question you you will be canceled this is the new way to make money in today's modern society apparently did it get a degree in woke psychobabble force yourself onto again a corporation or some branch of government somewhere and then do nothing hey university of wyoming for that matter 
has a diversity and inclusion office, and they pay their people a lot of money. What do they actually produce? Yeah, right, but they make a lot of money doing it, don't they? And you wonder why tuition goes so high. Coming up on... No, I want I want to go back to the days where in order to become successful, you actually had to produce something of worth, of real value. Coming up on 9.30, local business coming your way. Right after news time, update on your weather forecast. Nice segment of open phones, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Take a look. Call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six. the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Let's see. I just saw a shot on television over here. Apparently, there's a lot of snow and down metro Denver, Colorado area. Lots of snow is what they were just showing on television anywhere. I'm not sure exactly what uh, neighborhood that was, but looks like it had piled up quite a bit. Oh, hey, up to toward the Devil's Tower area. Moorcroft. Hey, morning, Moorcroft. The story here, Cowboy State Daily, which is interesting to read. Donna's Diner. I know of it. There's a Donna's Diner is at the top of the list in Moorcroft, it said, and it is truly a little family diner. It is just a, you know, you walk in, it's a very basic looking place, but Moorcroft town, about uh, less than a thousand people located about 30 minutes east of Gillette. In fact, if you watch um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, when he's racing in his uh to an old station wagon to get to Devil's Tower. He drives through Moorcroft. It goes right by the sign there. That place has been around, what, 60 years or something like that? Yeah. Neat little diner. They did a nice article. I appreciate that. I was kind of going through what I have, and I'll do it with you again tomorrow. Stuff that I need to archive at the end of the year. Some of this stuff is timeless, and I cannot archive it. Like, for example, this one. Did you hear? The government is giving away free guns. Yes, free guns. Gun manufacturers around the nation will be mandated to give every citizen a free gun with ammunition. As you know, the U.S. Constitution states that you have a right to bear arms. And since we've been told that anything that is a right, like health care, is given to you by the government for free, then that must mean that soon you'll be able to pick up your free gun. And since free contraceptives are also a right, then that means you get free bullets too. Yes, right now the U.S. government is borrowing money from China and future generations and raising taxes on the mega wealthy just to make sure that you get your free gun guaranteed under the Constitution. Because now anything that's a right in this country is given to you for free. Healthcare is a right and you have the right to bear arms. It's your right. Yeah, I wrote that a long time ago and it's still 
today is relevant. So that does not go in the archives. There are certain bits that I wrote that were only relevant for 2022. Another gun bit. George Krakowski and Larry Jones were best friends, business partners, making their way in the world. But that all changed one fateful night in January 2015. It was just like any other night, you know? We were just minding our own business, trying to break into this house. We thought it was gonna be just another quick job. But we had no idea what was waiting for us on the other side of that door. My husband passed away on Christmas Day. I was all alone with my baby boy. He was just three months old. I was worrying what our lives would be like now when I heard the scratching at the front door. Two men were trying to break in. She's yelling, please, I have a baby. And me and Larry are like, okay, it's just a mom and her baby. Cool, we've done this before. But then all of a sudden, I warned them, I have a gun. And we're like, whoa, 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 a gun? Me and Larry don't have a gun. Okay, that's not fair. George and Larry were now facing a threat most of us will never have to, an armed gunman. I could see in the security camera that one of them had a big knife. Yeah, a knife, not a gun. You don't eat dinner with a gun. If you did, you might end up blowing your head off. All I could think about was protecting my baby, so I checked to make sure that the rifle was loaded. I was so scared. She was scared. We heard her load the gun through the door. <laughs> Do you have any idea how scary that sound is? The paranoid gunman's threats continued. I begged them to leave, but they wouldn't. And we begged her to throw the gun away. You throw the gun away, Larry will throw the knife away. Then it's a fair fight, two on two, mano a mano. Me and Larry versus you and your baby. But in a bizarre twist, the gunman called the police. Two men are trying to break into my home. Come on, you're getting the cops involved now? That's disappointing. I figured we'd at least 15 minutes before the cops showed up, and that's plenty of time to negotiate with her. But with a 15-minute window and an armed assailant on the other side of the door, anything could happen. Ma'am, ask them politely to please not break through until the officers arrive. I have a gun. Is it okay to shoot them if they come through the door? We heard her say that, and Larry's like, she's talking about shooting us? The situation has gotten way out of hand. So he took a step back and kicked open the door. I didn't have a choice. I saw the knife and I shot him. It was either his life or the life of my son. Larry wasn't gonna hurt them. We just wanted to take all their money and stuff. But you put a gun in someone's hand and they don't listen to reason. And what of the gun used by Michelle Wilson to mow down Larry Jones? It turns out it was left to her by her deceased husband. Her aim was way too good. I bet the gun was haunted by her dead husband. One night, one gun, three lives forever changed by a senseless act of violence. Breaking into houses without Larry? It's so scary now. I'm worried I'm gonna get shot. Incredibly, no charges were brought against Michelle Wilson, who continues to live a happy life as a widow. But for George Krakowski, could any good come from this tragedy? That event definitely turned me into an activist. Now, what about my freedoms? As long as law-abiding citizens have guns, it's that much harder for burglars like me to do my job. I mean, what kind of world do we live in where you have to worry about getting shot at work? Unfortunately, the gun laws in the United States are unlikely to change. So, what does that mean for bereaved citizens like George Krakowski? I'm thinking about getting a gun. Definitely a timeless bit that does not go into the archives. 942, wake up Wyoming.
To start your morning, coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Nine forty-eight's the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, I was giving you a list of sports that are no longer around that we should probably bring back, right? Well, you, a couple of these. I, I don't think you went that far. No, I. Well, there's a couple of these that I look at and I think, well, they're not gone. They're just hard to find. Right. Jousting. Every so often, you, you, you go to those one of those, um, you know, Bristol fests. You know, yes. Like, you or know. go to Vegas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Medieval times. Yeah, there, there's a whole place in Las Vegas that's nothing but a big medieval. You, you eat a medieval dinner with mm-hmm. your bare hands. Yep. And then you watch some people out there knights fight and yep, so yep. on and joust and stuff like and that. The, and they call the the waitresses wenches. Yes. See, my kind of place. Okay. Now, there's also one that I would like to bring back called mob football. Mob football. Yeah. Okay. So it's like uh, it was sort of like rugby, right? But the number of players are unlimited. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So you better hope that you bring more people on your team. <laughs> I call that a riot. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, I call that police action. Too. Yeah, I really do. Okay. I say I've never heard of Paul Mall, a large game that was uh, sort of like a precursor to croquet. And it was played between the 1500s and 1600s. Okay, and that's following. Mm, you know, then we okay. have croquet now. Okay. okay, this is a funny one. Pedestrianism. Yeah, it's a competitive form of walking. Okay, they used to have the walking event in the Olympics. Uh huh. You know, ten thousand meter walk. Oh. Yeah, they, and I think they had a five thousand meter walk too. So if you look up Olympic walking, okay. that's what it looks like. But now, did they just stroll, or is this no, like no, no, uh, fast it's, walking? It, it's, it's fast walking, but I mean, you, there's a certain posture that you have to have oh. to be legal to walk. Are there judges? To, I, I'm sure there are. Yeah. Look it up. There was the 10,000-meter walk Olympics. Okay. Well, I'm glad that ended. I'm I'm waiting for some things like curling to come to an end. It won't. You know no. why? Because beer is involved. Oh. Well, okay. Do the people who who participate in curling get to drink, too? Yes, they do. Matter of fact, I think the winning team actually buys the losing team a beer. Oh, really? At, okay. at least at the Olympic yeah. level. Then that's going to be there for a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because yeah. there were certain things in the Olympics that I looked at, like for example, the underwater ballet thing. Yeah, Please I never stop quite. It. I never quite got that. Yeah, I just just don't do that. Water polo can get pretty aggressive. Though. It is very. Ag- the stuff you don't see is the most. Um, yeah. It's pretty aggressive. And- but it's basically, and and I like the fact that they brought beach volleyball into the well, Olympics. Or who doesn't like that? It speaks for itself. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys opening up the Mountain West season last night on the road to Fresno State and lost 58-53. Cowboys were scorched by Fresno in the first half as the Bulldogs took a 13-point lead thanks to 55% shooting from the floor. And at one point, Fresno led by 18 in the second half, and the Cowboys made some serious progress in that second 20 minutes and actually led 51-49 in just to, with just over three minutes to go. Fresno State regained the lead thanks to a three-pointer with just over a minute to go. UW falls to 5-8 and eight overall. They were led in scoring by Noah Reynolds with 16. Fresno State 
State is 5-7 and seven overall, so the, these two are the two worst teams in the Mountain West Conference, and the Cowboys will be at home on Saturday at Laramie to be 22nd rated New Mexico. We're having Cowgirl basketball team at, in Las Vegas tonight to meet UNLV to start the Mountain West Conference portion of their year. Cowgirls are 7-4, and four, UNLV the defending Mountain West Conference champions, regular season champions, at 10-2. and two. That's a 7.30 start tonight from Vegas. Wyoming Cowboy football team down in Tucson getting ready for Friday afternoon's Arizona Bowl against Ohio University. Cowboys are 7-5 and five overall, and they're going to have to retool in some respects thanks to players that have left uh, for the transfer portal, namely running back Titus Swen, receiver Josh Cobbs, among others. We'll see how that pans out on Friday. Ohio's 9-4 on the year. They went 7-1 in MAC play this year. UW making its fifth bowl appearance in seven years, and they have won the last four. The Pokes are a point-and-a-half underdogs in this game. That is a 2.30 kickoff from Tucson on Friday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In the NFL, the Buffalo Bills with former UW star Josh Allen, 12-3 after a 35-13 win over Chicago in super cold temperatures. Allen threw a couple of touchdown passes and threw a couple of interceptions, but really a win is a win, especially in less than ideal weather conditions, something that Allen is used to not only in Buffalo but in Laramie, Wyoming. The Bulls, the Bills have uh, now won the AFC East for the third year in a row, and Allen says that's fine, but there are bigger prizes down the road. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's the next progression in our in our goal. Um, obviously, playoffs, division title, um, you know, we know what the next one is. So, uh, we got a couple more games to to put our best foot forward and, and just try to go execute to the best of our ability. You bet they're thinking Super Bowl. The Bills now will have an intriguing game on Monday night at the Cincinnati Bengals. That's the sports. So, really, no matter where Josh Allen plays, is a cakewalk compared to having played at the altitude oh. and wind of Wyoming. Well. I mean, Buffalo, where they have so much snow. I mean, how yeah. many? They've had back-to-back. But did they've they been recently, buried in snow. I mean, didn't they recently cancel a game because of too they, much they, snow? They went, they moved the game to Detroit. Oh, that's right. Why didn't they do that this time? Um, because they were on the road. Oh, they were on the road. They weren't at Buffalo. Yeah, but they, okay. they were in Chicago okay. where the temperature was two degrees above zero. Yeah, well, pff, nothing. He's Again, he's, he's he lived in Wyoming. Yeah. He's, he's done that. Come on. He, he's used to bad weather. Yes, really he is. Way. That's more, my point. More than anybody else, I think, yes, he's yes. used to it. Yeah, he goes to some place like, hey, we're going to take you to Virginia for a game. Sure. <laughs> Fine. Sure. All right, we'll do it again tomorrow, yep. Frank. Thank you. Coming up on some local business we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming.